What's good? It's Isaiah Hodgins here, and I'm on the Second Win Podcast. I think it was like literally 24 hours on the dot. I start getting FaceTime calls, text messages from Dayball, Joshi, everybody just like flooding me like, yo, like, we got you on the next fight. Like, you're a giant. Like, your situation now is like, you know, when you first came in the league, you got injured, and then you're getting, you know, you're on practice squad and things like that. Now your situation is like, you know, you were the guy. Stefan Diggs came up to me and was like, yo, like, you know, go take advantage of this opportunity. Like, you in New York, New York. He's like, you played in the playoff game with an injury, yeah, right? Yeah. My ankle was so fat, like, I was literally telling Slay, like, hey, if I have to run, like, an in-cut, like, we got to switch sides. Before we get into this next episode, I just want to give a huge shout out to all of our supporters and all of our subscribers all out there all around the world. If you could do us a huge favor and hit the subscribe button, it would really mean the world to us. With that being said, hope you enjoy the next episode. Second with family, what up? Before we get into this episode, we got a big announcement. We just dropped some merch that looks sweet. We got the black and white truckers. We got the all black truckers. We got the all white truckers. It look fire with everything. So before you do anything, before you tap into this episode, which is fire, make sure you click the link in the description and cop up on some second wind merch. Appreciate y'all. Second Win family, what is good, man? You are now tuned in to another episode of the Second Win podcast. Of course, I'm with my right hand, my brother, my ace, my slime ball, Already. Jay Millie. Yeah, back to it. And we pulled up to the desert, boy. It's hot as hot a mother as shit, sucker man. In what this is it, 110, 120 out it's, here? It's, it's hot enough that I ain't leaving the crib, man. That's what but I'm today, saying. bro, we got somebody I'm super excited for because he really fits the mold of the show. Like somebody who yes, sir. encapsulates, he has, you know, perseverance, hard work. He's someone who could have quit at one point in his career but he caught his second win you know now he's a budding star mr isaiah hodges yes, sir, man. receiver for the you, new york man. giants is on the show today man thank you for coming on brother yeah, yeah, yes sir you, of course bro, bro. i really appreciate it because you know you really in like the, the heart of you know getting ready for the season like you out here you training you grinding every day and i know you know, it's hard to get to you, but, you know, we, we appreciate you coming on here, bro, for I real. I appreciate y'all, man, for real. Like, no, no doubt, bro. Had to get had to get you on here, man, for the yeah, season starts. So, crazy. you know, piggybacking off of what he said, man, you know, season's right around the corner, man. Camp's about two weeks away. Man, how's your body? How's your mental heading in, you know, this last go-around to this to, to camp? It's good, man. I mean, I feel the strongest I've ever felt right now, you know, the fastest, uh, you know, just getting in shape with all the guys, you know, working out with a lot of dogs at XLs and stuff. So, um, you know, just trying to prepare myself mentally for, you know, another long year of football and, you know, uh, just trying to take on, you know, just a new role with the Giants. So what's yeah, what's so. like, uh, like, you know, compared to previous seasons going into the season, like how are you like confident wise compared to like other seasons? Yeah. You know, you may feel different compared to other seasons like yeah. going into this season. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I, I feel like my confidence level was definitely at an all time high. Uh, I felt like it was like that last year. And I feel like last year was really like when I really started to catch my stride, you know, my first two years in the league, you know, I battled some injuries and, you know, it was kind of some ups and downs. But then last year was like my first healthy year and like just going into camp, like prepared, ready, like mentally, physically and everything, you know, coaches and players used to always tell me like, man, you just you just look like you're playing confident out there. Like you look like, you know, you're ready and you're here. And, you know, I just kind of try to take that same approach into this year. So Bro, that's so much of football, like, you know, especially at the NFL level, everyone is talented, but like a big part of it is really like your confidence level, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like your situation now is like, you know, when you first came in the league, you got injured and then you're getting, mm -hmm. you know, you're on practice squad and things like that. Now your situation is like, you know, 
you were the guy yeah. at receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like you were yeah. the guy and you're going to be the guy coming in. So like, mm -hmm. what is your mindset now, you know, coming in yeah. as, you know, the Giants number one? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I try to not to give it like too much thought, you know, and I try to just fall in love more with just like the process of, you know, getting better every day and really like working hard and just letting everything else fall into place. You know, I know there's going to be more expectations with, you know, how I ended the year last year and the playoff games and touchdowns and everything else. But, you know, I feel like as a player, me personally, I just feel like if you fall into the trap of like, oh, like I got to prove everyone wrong and these expectations and this mm -hmm. and this, like, you know, you just, you kind of plan for different and wrong reasons. Yeah. And, you know, like those will come and go, but if you just stay and maintain of like, hey, like this is my goal. I'm gonna I'm just like keep it, keep it like this. And no matter if it's negative noise or positive noise, like I'm not gonna listen to it. I'm just mm -hmm. gonna keep pushing, keep working, fall in love with the process. And you you hit that end goal and you know, it'll be easy. So. Yeah, what, what you just said about, you know, kind of pushing it and not listening to any of the noise. Yeah. I feel like in New York, you know, everyone talks Tough. about hard, yeah, New York yeah. media, yeah. New York it's media, different. it's like the big thing. You, yeah. you say the wrong thing and they blowing it yeah, up, putting it in the up. New York Post. It's crazy. Like how have you been able to just like block that out? Like, yeah, now it, it's definitely been an adjustment for sure. I mean, my first couple of years in Buffalo, I mean, the, the fans are crazy in Buffalo. Don't get me wrong. Oh, they, my God. They, they be breaking yeah. tables and they, shit yeah, like they that. They live and die about the Bills, but it's definitely just like a different type of, like, media attention. Like, I remember when it was the trade deadline and I got cut by the Bills. I was on the active roster and I got cut. And then the Giants picked me up and I was saying bye to, like, all my teammates and coaches and everything. And then uh, Stephon Diggs came up to me and was like, yo, like, you know, go take advantage of this opportunity. Like, you in New York, New York, like, real, like, mm -hmm. you really in the city. Like, you know, it's different. It. Like, you blow up there, like, you a different type of star. And I, at the time, I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, because I always, like, heard about it. And I'm like, yeah, but I really wasn't paying no <laughs> yeah, mind. Yeah. You know, and then, like. After I started getting like touchdowns and a little bit more recognition, like I started like, oh wow, like this is crazy. Like the from the good and the bad, like you know, media you attention. Know. Like yeah, they'll they'll let you know for sure. That's why I always tell everyone like, I love New York fans, but man, if you if you got a bad game, they're gonna let you know. If you got <laughs> a great crazy. game, they definitely gonna let yeah. you know too. So yeah. it's like you know, you just you just kind of gotta stay here and not get too high when you do have a good game, or not get too low when you have a bad game. You know, and just kind of try your best to block it out like yeah. you know just keep your blinders on type of yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah for sure so for you just even um coming off of last season and then heading into this summer just piggybacking off what you were saying before about blocking everything out how mm -hmm. do you hit reset mode and be like okay yeah. like this summer i gotta work on this i gotta get better yeah. and just not worry about you know last season's gone mm -hmm. i gotta get better and get get better and get ready for this season like how do you yeah you know, stay grounded to yeah. do those things. It's just uh, set, setting those new goals into into your mind and just, you know, Dayball talks about it a lot, but, I mean, a lot of the great receivers and players in the league really talk about it a lot too, just, like, having that short-term memory and just, like, never being content, you know, of just, like, all right, like, I had a good season, you know, like, I could piggyback off last year the whole time. It's like, nah, like, I'm trying to go get more. Like, I'm trying to mm -hmm. I'm trying to level up. I'm trying to keep going, and, you know, like, I forgot about that. And that's how you have to be during the year too. Like, you can have a 100-yard game, and then the next game, you can have four yards, and now everyone hates you. So, you know, like, you have to, like, all right, like, next game, like, I got to really focus on on this next and just, you know, like, really just pay attention to detail for for those little things. Because if you get caught too much in the moment focusing on last week, now you're going to mess up this next week, and, you know, it's just going to spiral all downhill. So, you know, just trying to block out that noise, like, like we said. Man, no, one thing I love about him 
is like you so calm when you're on the yeah. mic, but when you're on the field, it's yeah, like yeah, you're talking you got shit. that yeah. different yeah. level, yeah, like intensity. You like you're talking to. that yeah. cash to the corner, yeah. Yeah. you score the touchdown, you throw it at the ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's nah. so dope seeing like this side of you. Like yeah. normally you just like chill. Even when you're training, like you just like vibe, chill, yeah. Yeah. mellow. Now, but when like, I'm training, when I'm practicing, when I'm you know doing all that, I try my best to you know like focus on the task at hand and like you know. I really be thinking like long term, like, all right, like I got to work on my speed and my routes and I'm really like focused, loud, like locked in, dialed in. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when it when it comes to the game, you know, that's that's a different mode. And yeah. I feel like I learned that from the best. So like I was able to see people like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and just like dogs. all the people I played with. Yeah, like yeah. straight dogs. Like, you know, like it was like grind, grind, grind all week. And then they got to that game and it was like, yeah, like I'm trying to kill you. Different like, I'm mode. Trying, yeah, I'm trying to take yep. your head off like every play. Like, you know, it's just like a... A, a domination like mentality and i was just like yeah like I, I need to have that same mentality like i need to go in like nah no buddy buddy friend stuff like i'm trying to kill the person in front of me every mm -hmm. single play like and i was i was joking with uh, isaiah simmons about that this last week we were talking about week two you know we played the cardinals okay and he's oh, like yeah. man you know like i'm gonna come down i'm gonna hit you like this and this i said listen as long as i catch that ball right i'm gonna get up and i'm gonna point that yep. first down do, do my <laughs> yeah. little chest beat like like i i like getting hit like when it, like i remember my my first game with the Giants, it was the Texans, and I caught like a ball over the middle, and I got hit low key hard. And Saquon, like, he looked at me in the bench. He's like, "Yo, can you can you take a punch?" And I'm like, "I mean, I, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I would say <laughs> right, so." Right, right. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, "Man, I can tell, like, boy, you you got popped, and you just hop right back up." And I was like, "Man, yeah. like, if I don't catch the ball, that's when you're gonna see me be like, man." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if I catch that ball and I get hit, like, it's gonna like turn me up. Like, I'm like, all right, like, it, it's go time. So you know, mm -hmm. that, that's the mentality I try to take to it. So. But all those greats have that switch you know what yeah, i'm saying like yeah, when it's facts. game time is kill mode like yeah, you guys you are able to. to turn that on and off mm -hmm. that's what yeah. makes you guys different yeah yeah definitely and and just like that switch of like all right like i'm really focusing on task at hand throughout the week and you know work on the fundamentals and things you need to and then it's game time like it's time to have fun and just turn that switch on and go crazy mm -hmm. so something that makes you different from other receivers is you will block your yeah, ass that, that's yeah. a that's a lot of people don't even see that that's the little thing yeah if yeah. you don't really if you ain't like a player you don't really realize yeah. that but you will block like the wild card game mm -hmm. you block, block the DM yeah. with sprung say <laughs> and people to. really watching don't really peep that no. but i'm watching the game live i'm like yo yeah. Isaiah, Isaiah made that play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love that about yeah. you. Like, your, your mentality goes with all, like, how you play. Yeah, no, I, I really had to, like, practice that coming into the league at first just because, you know, we had a real crowded receiver room in, in Buffalo. So, uh, Dayball was still the offensive coordinator over there, and he was like, listen, like, you got to learn the Y, which is, like, the tight end position mm -hmm. for us um, in and Buffalo. So, it was like, whenever mm. we go four wide, like, we put a receiver at the Y. So, yeah. he was like, that's when, you know, like, we would use you. And that's when they were using Gabe a lot. And I was able to see, you know, like, Gabe was playing over me, so I was able to see him do that at a high level, too. I mean, Gabe, my rookie year, was blocking helping chip aaron donald and doing See, all this yeah. stuff like really nah. blocking dns like consistently and was like holding it holding his ground like doing well and mm -hmm. i was like man like he out here doing his thing so like you know when it's my op i gotta sit here and try to do the same thing because that's a little stuff that coaches love you know like you know you can catch the ball you can be a great receiver but if you show that like you just showing you unselfish you know you care about the team so For you know sure. i mean i know i'm not gonna make every buck but you know you, you gotta you throw your body in there yeah, yeah, yeah. throw your body and sacrifice yep. so you know so you know um being a six round pick um, and then, you know, going throughout that process, your whole draft process, and then you drafted sixth round by the Bills. Um, you already know, bro, in this business, like, being a sixth round pick, your leash may be shorter yeah. than everyone mm -hmm. else's. Way yep. shorter. Way yeah. shorter. So, mm -hmm. like, talk to me about those emotions of being a sixth round pick, going into that. Like, what was your mindset? How were you feeling? Yeah. Like, you know, uh, was did you feel like a lot of pressure that, you know, 
I yeah. could be cut. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely felt that my rookie year, and it was it was a tough struggle. And I luckily had my pops who played in the NFL too, and he was a free agent, so he even knew it like you know worse than me. But you know, I was a six round pick. And then I had a, a fourth round receiver, Gabe Davis, drafted in front of me. And then at that, we already had a crowded receiver room with Cole Beasley and Diggs and everyone, John Brown. And then the next year, they had Emmanuel Sanders Same, yep. and like just like all these like crowded people. So like my rookie year, I was definitely like, and then I was already like dealing with like some like shoulder injuries in camp and stuff. So I was like trying to make every play I could and stressing and like you know this and this and you know like. That's before like I knew about any like politics of the league or anything. And then my second year, like I was able to like calm it down more and like, all right, like I'm not gonna worry about any of that. Like, you know, I'm not gonna, oh, I'm running with the threes today or the twos. Like, I'm mm -hmm. not gonna worry. Just whenever I'm on the field, I'm gonna make every catch that come my way and I'm gonna try to dominate. And if that's dominating the threes, so I'm with the twos, then cool. Then dominating twos, so I'm with the ones, like cool. And I feel like my second and third year in the league is when I really started to like take that approach of like, you know, like I'm an underdog. Like, I mean. Trainers used to always tell me, I mean, Bert, uh, yeah. you know, Gabe Shannon used to always tell me, he's like, bro, you're a six-round draft pick. You got no pressure. Like, they're not they're not expecting the world out of you, you know. Like, out of a first-rounder, they are. But, you know, you're a six-round draft pick. Like, just go out there and play and just ball and have fun. And, you know, I kind of took that approach and started doing it. You so. have everything to gain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you that was the mindset I took. I don't think people really understand that, like, you know, when you're in a and you're when you're in a situation like that, like when you have everything in the game, but you put so much pressure on yourself, yeah. like and knowing that you have a short leash, yeah. like sometimes it can handicap you because yeah. you don't want to make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. So Facts. now you're not playing at your best. Like every exactly. rep matters. <laughs> that's, that's why that confidence level matters, and that's why there's like that that playing free and it's tough for late down draft picks, which is why I always try to like talk to like the practice squad guys or like late late round guys just because I understand where they're coming from because you know they drop a ball on like the rest of the practice they're like beating themselves up because they're like damn like I could get cut I'm gonna like you know mm -hmm. third round of you know first second fourth whatever they like, don't get that leap, they, right? like they drop a ball it's all right cool whatever like they're developing if it's a sixth seventh round draft pick it's like hey like <laughs> that could got, be it you got a couple more drops man <laughs> right. and we, we might be out we, here we think about moving on like you know <laughs> so it's like it's tough yeah, you it know is. it's a cutthroat business but you know you just have to like go in there with like Try, try to just that's another thing you just got to try to block out like man forget that like i'm just gonna go in here and like ball and do my best and then you could live with the results at the end of the day because i feel like guys like that develop my bad develop a mentality of just controlling what you can control yeah and then exactly. when your opportunity comes exactly. you just make the most yeah, of it facts because everyone is funny man like everyone even players find themselves doing it sometimes the media does it all the time but like every camp man everyone's oh like predicting what the roster is going to be at the end. <laughs> crazy. And even players, like, we be in the locker room sometimes, like, ah, like, we usually only keep six wide eyes. <laughs> right, That's right. who I think is going to be. The numbers dwindling. Yeah, like, we, we think it's going to be this. And I'm, like, my first two years, like, every time, bro, like, pretty much everyone in the room will get it wrong. Like, we, like, it's like, you never really know what the coach is thinking, bro. Yeah. Like, they might, like, this guy because of special teams or keep an extra linebacker, do this yeah. and this. Like, you just never know what it is, man. So it's just like, bro, don't even worry about all just that stuff. You, like, yeah. let the media do all the predictions of who's balling in camp and who's not, like, and just sit there and do your thing, you know? So, you It's know. crazy because sometimes, like, the NFL is a numbers game. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. when you're in that real life. situation, like, you can have a crazy camp. Yeah. I've seen some dudes ball out in camp <laughs> and still get let go. And it's like, yeah. it's surreal to nah. me, but it's like, that's the business. Yeah. Like, that's that's how it goes sometimes. Bro, my, like, last year in Buffalo, like, you know, I felt like I had a good camp my second year. But, you know, I, I think it was like the first or second preseason game. I had a little injury, so they ended up putting me on P-Squad. So I was like, okay, I understood that. My last year in Buffalo, like, I, my third year, 
I, I literally had the best camp I think like I had yet. Like my wide receiver coach, I think he sent me like my one-on-one -on -one film or something. And he was like, bro, like all of camp you were, I think it was like 22 for 24 in one-on-ones. Like yeah, I like, man. like literally like, your like, like I was yeah, like winning one-on-ones. Like I started with the threes, then went into the twos, then I ended up like taking reps with the ones by like the end of camp. Like in the preseason, I think I had like the most, either like the most catches or like I was like top three in like all the categories, like yeah. catches, yards, like whatever, like all that. Like I was, I was balling, I was putting game film out there. I was blocking, I was making good catches against like starting like we put the panthers like they had the starters out there like yeah. it wasn't like i was going against like other scrubs or anything like right. that like you know we were at practice i was going against our starters like i yeah. was doing good i was getting reps with josh allen like i was making one hand catches at practice like i was doing like bro, i was like i'm making this team yeah. like, I'm, I'm gonna find a way like and i knew it was a battle between me and one other dude and then like you said like it just ended up being a numbers game and like he <laughs> ended up crazy. being better at special teams than me like and they were like we need a special team here so like Damn. literally everyone thought i was gonna make the team like it was like you know like you know, I mean, some people probably didn't think I was, but like a, a good majority was like, you know, like he making team, he lock, like you know, is what it is. I, I left like confident, like I'm like, all right, cool. Like if I if I do get cut, at least I'm gonna get claimed. Yeah, yeah. picked and up. And then I ended up getting cut and not getting claimed, Shit. and that was probably like the hardest moment in my career right there because I was like, my first few years I was injured, I understood, but like this time I was like, bro, I did everything right. Yeah, like, what else could I do? I, like what else could I do? Like and it was it was tough on me mentally, man. Like and I just had to like find that switch of like. All right, like I can't sit here and mope and complain. Like I got my little boy, I got to take care of. Like mm. my wife, like I got a family at home, and you know, like I just got to keep working, and, like keep doing it for the glory of God, and like not worry about the results, and just like keep pushing. And then like four weeks later is when they brought me up to the active, and I was yeah, like, all right, God, like, man, it's like right around the corner. But like, man, it seems so long when you stuck like down low, and it's just right. like, man, you just got to keep pushing until you know get out of that pit. So for sure. that's why I was gonna ask you, you know, like. Like I said, when you guys, when you're a six rounder, it's a shorter lead. So, you know, cut, P squad, mm -hmm. waved, picked up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you deal with those roller coaster yeah. of emotions to yeah. like just always stay, you know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. when you get too high, them low is gonna be low. Yeah. You know, like, how do you stay level headed in the terms of like, okay, I may not be here. I'm, yeah. I'm here yeah. one day. I yeah. may, you know what I'm saying? How do you deal with that? It, it's tough, man. I think, like, for me personally, like, my relationship with God has played, like, a huge factor in that. And just, like, my support system, too. I mean, my wife's real good at, like, keeping me level-headed. I mean, she's real with me. She'll tell me, like, sometimes, like, yo, like, you you showing this too much attention. Like, cause, you know, like, don't get too high off of this stuff. Or, like, sometimes when I beat myself up too much, she's like, yo, like, stop being so hard on yourself. Like, you good. Like, That's you know, like, keep, keep going. You know, she's helped me out a lot. Uh, my pops, you know, since he's been there and played in the league for nine years, like, he knows all the ups and downs, like, injuries, everything. So he helps me out a lot. But, um, you know, just, like, learning, like you said, how to, like, maintain all that stuff and just, like, keep working hard, like, no yeah. matter what. Because, I mean, when they brought me up week four, man, it was probably – like I, I called my, I called my wife like damn near crying like I was mm. like man like I waited two and a half years for this man like I'm finally on the active roster for real like really playing like my first game had like four catches for 44 yards like I was really like playing like I played in that Chiefs game that we had like you know midseason with them big battle like I was really like dang I'm playing like and I was active for like six or seven weeks or something so I was just like cool I'm gonna be like this for the rest of the year like I'm finally on active I'm chilling. Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere, like I'm playing the game, bro. Like just chilling, Bye, trade bro. deadline. Get the call, yo. Like, can you come in? Uh, bring your iPad. I'm like, uh, oh the way. iPad I'm a, is bro, crazy. Out of nowhere, the bro. Like Reaper. my son sleeping. Like I'm just chilling yeah. regular day. Like I'm like, no way. Like damn, I really just got cut. Like, and then that was probably like one of the lowest of lows. Yeah. And I was like, like, like I don't even know like what to do, like what to say. And you know, my agent was like, you know, just. You know, they, they plan on bringing you back up to the active, like, you know, in a couple of weeks, it's just some like injury stuff. They had to move around some people like, and I was like, all right, man, like whatever. That next day, like 
it was I think it was like literally 24 hours on the dot. I started getting FaceTime calls and text messages from Dayball, Joshi, everybody just like flooding me like, yo, like we got you on the next flight. Like you're a giant. Like boom, boom, like get <laughs> ready. That quick, like, just, just like, I'm this. like damn, like that, like that quick. Like and then that next week I was literally playing. Like that's fine. Like, like really playing, like in the game plan and everything. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Like so, you know, like that's why I feel like it's just important again, just to try to try to do your best just to maintain just like a steady work ethic or just like keep pushing through them highs and lows because like you never know when like your biggest blessing is just right around the corner and that strong sure. support system bro yeah like, you no, know what i'm facts. saying something it's to fall huge. back and lean on yeah like whether it's friends whether it's family like whoever you got but just like strong people who like gonna be real with you and tell you when you're out of line or tell you when you're being too hard on yourself and then just like supporting you the whole way that's that's important yeah. bro so um you know your chemistry continued to build as you were a giant you know every mm -hmm. week it felt like you and DJ gained more and more and yeah, more yeah, chemistry, yeah. right? What are your, you know, like your expectations for him, you know, having this whole off season to kind of work out with him? Mm -hmm. And like one thing you always hear about DJ is his work ethic. You know, yeah, people yeah. have mixed opinions of him, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, but one thing you never hear is DJ doesn't work hard. Yeah. So like, do you have any like stories about DJ working hard or any stories about you and like his chemistry and things that yeah. you guys have done that's kind of been like something you don't really, like you, you didn't expect? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely didn't expect his work ethic to be what it was. Like, you know, usually with quarterbacks, like, you know, they're top guys, but, like, they're not, like, the hardest workers. Like, yeah. DJ is, like, definitely up there, man. Like, he's always grinding, like, doing whatever he can to take care of his body, lift. Like, bro, he'll be in the weight room, power cleaning, crazy weight, 275, whatever, like, doing all this. Like, Keep middle it. of the season, like, it's just, like, first one in, then they're, yeah, like, 530, 545. Yeah. Like, I started to have to, like – Push myself Pick to my like, game I, right. I'm gonna get here before him. Like <laughs> right. I gotta wake up at five thirty and get here just because like I, I just see that and it like inspires me and I think like the chemistry part, like it just came with just like how often that we work like in between periods, in between practices, like after practice, and he does that with all the guys, man. Like he's so like critical and technique technical about himself that like he's like, yo, like come over here, like I need to work on this throw. Like let's let's run this route. Like and if you like makes it like a bad throw he's like oh, can you run it for me one more time yeah. man like my bad i'm like damn bro it's like my my third like, deep route. like i can't keep going like right. and he's just like oh like come on like i gotta get it right like and then like in the game like that's how he's able just to like you know like put it on the money because like he's he's done that though a thousand times like yeah but i mean i got high expectations for dj just because i've, I've seen the work man and i'm a, i'm a firm believer in like even if the work don't pay off right away, like eventually it will. Like mm -hmm. DJ likes to call it the lag effect. He always says like, you know, like even if it if it don't happen now, it might just lag and it might show up like here. Like, <laughs> That's how it I, be. I mean, I believe in that, man. Like, cause that was my story. Like I was working like all three years, but cutting on practice squad and everybody thought I was a nobody and just like, oh, like just another P squad dude. And like all that work ended up like, you know, showing up in that late in the season in that playoff game. And like, I just always think back to myself, like, damn, like what if I would have gave up? What if I would have just stopped working hard and been like, oh, I'm a practice squad player or whatever. Like, I'm just going to be the first one to leave. Like, nah, like, I was like, you know, practice squad, like, you make decent money, but not really a lot. And you don't get paid in the offseason. But, like, I was telling my wife, like, listen, like, a lot of our money still going to go to, like, me training, mm. my massages, my, like, like rehab, my whatever, like, because I got to invest in this, like, and, you know, like, I got to take this serious. And I know we're on P-Squad, but, like, one day it's going to pay off, like, and that's how it ended up being. So, like, that's the same, you know, kind of mindset that I see that DJ has is like he works so hard and I just know like I mean it paid off at the end of last year and I know like this year, next year, years to come, like, you know, like he's gonna show like he really is a franchise quarterback. So. When you see your best players working like that, it's contagious. Yeah, no. You know what I'm really saying? Is. Like everyone yeah. else is like, yo, he's 
I got to do what he's doing. To. You, you know what I'm saying? Especially when it's the quarterback. Like, yes. If it's a receiver, like, you know, he might motivate other receivers. But it's like, it's the quarterback. Like, like the tight ends, the running yeah. backs, receivers. Like, everyone mm-hmm. want to work harder. Like, so, I mean, that that's just the blessing of having a hardworking quarterback on your team. No, that's the key to success, man. And I think that's going to be one of the reasons why you guys are going to be successful this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And piggybacking off of that, like, you know, added some, added a new weapon, you know, Darren Waller. And, uh, you know, you were one of DJ's favorite targets last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, heading into this season, like, what are your goals individually and team-wise? Yeah. I mean, i got a lot of goals, man. I mean, I always write them down uh, in my notes. Me and my wife will kind of make, like, a little, like, spreadsheet of goals on and off the field. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not – I know, like, a lot of people – try to have the conversation like oh who's going to be the receiver one and who's going to be this you know I try not to like worry about that too much because I know like that just happens week by week you know like mm-hmm. one week Darren might have 150 and two touchdowns and next week it might be Slade then the next week it might be me you know but like just like having that consistency but like I definitely have like a yard markage in my head I'm not going to share it that's all good yeah no, yeah no, but yeah, like yeah. It, it, it's it's definitely up there though like it's higher numbers because you know I got high expectations for myself I always do like I know what I can do yards and touchdown wise like I know that you know I'm gonna be a pro bowler in this league one day I know that yep. you know I'm gonna be able to help my team continue to win playoff games and big big games big moments and big catches and stuff so you know like I hold that high standard for myself, which is why, like, I try pride, pride myself on, like, not dropping the ball. And if you ever see me drop it, whether it's in practice or in a game, like, I'm hard on myself, like, even if it's just one. And, you know, that's when, you know, luckily I have good teammates who, like, hey, like, move on. Like, you good, bro, because, you know, like, receivers always like to be tough on themselves in areas like that. So, you know, I definitely got high expectations for myself, you know, uh, for this upcoming year. And, and definitely 100%. So, and I had a just a follow-up question just in general. Like, you know, the season's very long, mm-hmm. you know, so – Someone like you, like you said, one week it might be Darren, one mm-hmm. week it might be you. Like, yeah. how do you maintain the consistency yeah, yeah, week yeah. to week to week? You yeah. know what I'm saying? To be at the top of your game. Like you said, not dropping a pass. Yeah. Or like, you know, like I said, you might be on this game. Next game might not be yours. Like, how do yeah. you maintain that throughout that year? It's just that that, that consistency for, for practice and that work ethic that, that we were talking about. And I'm glad that I was in Buffalo that I was able kind of to see that because we had such a high-powered offense, bro. Like, it was literally like, one week it was like, all right, Diggs is going for 120 and two touchdowns. Like, it went crazy. The next week we played like the Steelers, bro, and Gabe had like 220 yards and like snap. two touchdowns. Like, snap. Like, yeah, he was going fed. He had the one hand catch. He had everything. Yeah, that was, that Literally, was crazy. like, no one else did good but him. I mean, other people did good, but like, he like snapped. <laughs> he was the like, one, yeah. Yeah. then like the next game it'll be like, out of nowhere, like our running back, Devin Singletary, would have like 100 yards rushing. The yeah. receivers are like, oh man, like we didn't even get the ball. Like, yeah. The next game is like Dawson Knox, the tight end. Like he's yeah. paid, he's good, he's got two touchdowns. Like, you know, so it's just like <laughs> just knowing, like, all right, like you can't control this stuff all the time. Like fans might watch and be like, oh, you only had 20 yards this game, you got locked up. It's like, nah, like we just got a great team. Like right. my other bro's balling, you know, I can't really control mm-hmm. that. So it's like just understanding, like, you can't really control all that stuff, but when the ball do come your way, like make a, take advantage of that, make you that know. Play. So like make that play, you know. Whether it's only twice, like all right, I got the ball thrown to me twice, and I had two catches. Can't can't really control the rest besides you know maybe your your effort on plays and stuff like that. So just make sure you just like control that throughout the year and like you're peaking at the right time. You know, like we always talk about that. Like really make sure you're just on the uphill climb, taking care of your body. So like when it comes late in the season, playoff time, like you're up here. You don't want to like start the season here and then come here and mm-hmm. then like it's like you know you just kind of want to make it like all right peaking at the right time i really don't so. think people realize how long that season is bro. so long. Man, long and they'd be consistent bro. every week and like long, seeing bro. the rehab and knowing like what you guys go through like yeah. just every time you get hit it's like a collision boom yeah, boom hurts, boom bro. it's like it's crazy throughout the week y'all 
like how you guys recover is crazy. Yeah. And yeah. like sometimes y'all be playing with injuries. Like you played in the playoff game with an injury, yeah, right? Yeah. All right. That that playoff game, man. That one. I actually ended up having like a, a slight fracture in my foot. Like crazy. And it was um it was just kind of like a thing that like happened like the Friday before the game, bro. And I thought it was just like a high ankle sprain and ankle was all black and blue. Dave's was all scared. Like everyone was like, oh, are you going to play in this? Yeah. And, like it was just like one of those things I was like, dang, like, bro, going to my first playoff game, like <laughs> I might have just tricked this off, bro. Like it was, I, I was nervous for myself. I, my dad's calling me like, bro, you going to be good? And I'm like, I hope so. Yeah, like, right, you know? right. And luckily I was able to go, but how to tape it all. I don't even wear ankle tape, bro. I had so much so doing tape on. Yeah. Like, yeah, like had everything I could. My ankle was so fat. Like it got to the point, bro, it was like third quarter of that game, bro. And I was literally telling Say like, Hey, if I have to run like an in cut, like we got to switch sides because I can't, I can't like yeah. mm. plant that deep off this foot. Damn. Like you know, I could do short, intermediate stuff, but like those are things that deeper, people don't like, see. Yeah, and I was just like dugging through it, like the whole time, like and literally like my dad after the game was like, "Isn't that crazy?" Like you probably felt your worst and had like your best game of your Dumb career. Snaps. Yeah, and I'm like, man, like back against the wall, like you got no option. It's like, all right, like me and Saquon say it all the time. It's like, hey, like. You, you in the deep end, like, what you going to do? Like, you, gonna you know, do? you going to sink or swim? swim. Like, you feel me? <laughs> right. Like, what is hey. it? Like, you in there with the sharks now? Like, what, what, what you going to do? Like, yeah. Sure. And it was like, shoot, like, I had, I had no other option at that point. And, you know, that's when I kind of, like, saw a different side of myself, like, you know, pop open. And I was just, like, so locked in. Like, I was just in a different mode that game. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I, I was glad to be able to know that, like, I could do that. So. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my favorite sayings, if, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. Yeah. Right. Nah, and, um, you know, you spoke about being prophesized over yeah. the week before you got to the Giants, <laughs> you know, and you were told, like, you're not meant for Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And then what, what was that like seeing, you know, all that come to fruition and then seeing yeah. the success that, you know, you gained after that? Yeah. I actually had like another podcast with a sports spectrum and I was like in a little magazine and I kind of told the story about it but man it was just crazy like I was it was literally like my home church in Buffalo I've been going there for like two years like friends with everybody and um our backup quarterback Matt Barkley his wife ended up coming with us and it was like our pastor was like hey like we got this like guest pastor so dude doesn't even know me like anything he's like coming in like you know he's kind of like just preaching about like like what prophetic sermons being in the bible and how it talks mm -hmm. about it so i'm like all right like cool like i just came kind of came to learn he's like he might prophesize over like one or two people but don't come for that just come to learn and i'm like yeah. all right like cool like you know i just came to learn and it was like a big crowd of people and i'm just sitting there and at the end like he like prophesies over like a whole youth group and he's like you know um, god's telling me this and i'm like all right cool and we're literally about to pray and like end and then he like stops and like looks at me out of the whole crowd and i'm like in the middle like in the back <laughs> and he's like you and I'm like, nah, he pointed to the dude in front of me, can't be pointing at me. He's like, you, and he starts like talking to me. And I'm like, oh man, and he starts talking about like what he sees in my face and like my gaze and glare. And he's like, you know, like, don't let this get to your head, but I see your face in media wow. and like TV and stuff. He's like, I don't know if you have an agent yet or anything. Or like, he's like joking, but I'm like, I actually do guys. Yeah, I'm he doesn't know player. who you are. Yeah, but you don't know who I am. And he's like, you know, like, but don't let it get to your head. And he's like, you know, like, God wants me to tell you, like, Buffalo isn't like, like you're like you're you're gonna be sent somewhere else like this isn't like you're staying home like you're you're here to be set up and equipped 
and like go somewhere else like and he's gonna send you somewhere else and like use you it's there crazy. and he was like i don't know where but like you know it's gonna be there so like be ready for it and like it's the power of like god sending you that's gonna get you there and get you through any challenges and like all that and like st stick it out with maya and like you know like pray together and was like tell me all these things so i kind of left that night and i'm like dang like that's crazy like I, I had hope because i knew like eventually like you know like all that stuff was gonna come true and i'm like all right whether it's five years from now or you know mm -hmm. next week you know like i was expecting it to be like later i was like you know it is what it is and then it just ended up happening like the next like week <laughs> or two and i was like oh my gosh like yo this is crazy i just yeah. remember when it happened like i looked at my wife i'm like yo no way and then i started like playing good and balling out doing all that and i'm like man like my plans were like that's what like when you talk about like tell god your your plans you know like yeah like that's just like and he'll laugh about it and that's just like so true bro because it's just like my plans were like I, I think I got it in my notes still, bro. Like I literally had it in my notes, like, all right, like just for the start of year for the bills, like my first time kind of get going, like I'm going to, my goal was like 20 catches, like 200 yards and like two touchdowns. Like that's yeah. what I wrote down in my notes. So I was like, <laughs> listen, I know I'm not going to play a lot. So if I could get this just to get right, my feet right. wet, like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to work my way up into the league. And then like I go and literally like double all those numbers like and mm -hmm. God's like yeah th that's your plans all right, all I right. got even bigger and better for <laughs> watch you like this. yeah watch this like and this is just like a glimpse of what I could do and after that I was just like man like I I'm so proud to be able to like tell that testimony and just like help other people out just like yo like be patient like God got way bigger plans of what you can expect like and it helps me stay patient anytime I hit a trial from here on out like mm -hmm. there was I think it was right after our first Vikings game. When yeah. the, you know, I was John with Patrick Peterson. Yep. Mm -hmm. We ended up losing, but it was like one of like my better games, had a touchdown, like almost had a hundred and you know, like I was obviously mad that we lost, but you know, it was one of my better games. So I was like, Okay, like I gotta keep building on some momentum to help my team win. Sure. And it was like that night, bro. It right when I got off the plane, my wife called me and this is she's she's pregnant with my daughter at this point. And she was like um, hey, like, I didn't want to tell you, like, before the game because I didn't want to throw off your mentor or anything, but, you know, like, the doctors found something wrong with, like, her chromosomes and this and this, and, like, um, they basically, like, told her, told her, like, you can either, like, rock it out like till birth and like take the chance but there's a chance that you and the baby might die or there's like Whoa. um you know or we could just like do the abortion and like kill the baby right now yeah or like you know like talk it over with your husband like see we, like we don't know if the test is accurate like it could just be like you know something that's not true it's like we don't know we could be picking up your chromosomes someone else like mm -hmm. we don't know so i was like and she was crying and then i was crying on the way home because i'm just like dang like seeing her cry and go through that and yeah. like you know, like we had already had our struggles with like having our second kid and mm -hmm. everything. So that was like another like trial, like right when I was like hitting my high finally. And I'm like, man, mm -hmm. I'm on the active. I got picked up. All these things are going well for me. And then like that bomb dropped on me. And I was just like, dang, like, and I didn't tell like nobody, you know, like it was just me and my wife. And I was just rocking through the rest of the season like that. And just like having faith in God. And we made the decision together. Like, you know, obviously, like, you know, I talked with her about it and I wanted her to be like, you know, the main deciding factor. But she was like, you know, like. I just like got something in me that's telling me like it's gonna be all right, like mm -hmm. just to like rock it out to the end, like God's gonna deliver us a, a young healthy baby and we're gonna be fine and I'm gonna be fine. And I was like, all right, like let's do this thing, you know, let's let's put our faith in God again, like you know, ain't ain't nothing we ain't already been through. Mm -hmm. So let's just keep rocking and we rocked through that the whole rest of the season, just kind of working with the unknown, like not knowing what's gonna right. happen. 
And then, I mean, luckily, man, like right after the season, like she gave uh, birth to our beautiful baby girl, uh, Sayla. Um, she's three months old now, perfectly healthy, nothing wrong with her. When she came out, like I was so nervous, like just because, you know, they were like, oh, it could be Down syndrome. It could be anything. It could be Edward syndrome, which means yeah. like she's alive for a week and then passes away. Mm. Like they were like, it could be anything. And I was like just sitting there thinking and I just saw her come out perfectly normal. Like man, to God hear her cry, so like good, I was bro. like, man, like God, so good like and it's just like time after time like i just like seeing like all these like trials in my life but like just like you know like staying the course like persevering as you as you said earlier and just like you know trusting in god and just like holding on to that man like you know anybody who's going through something like that whether it's with family or you know kids or a job or fired or like anything you know that may be like that's just my motivation to other people is like man just like keep going like keep faith in god and like and trust that he has a bigger and better plan because mm -hmm. when everyone was telling us like, ah, oh, don't like every, every doctor that we went to in New York and everywhere was, man, like I wouldn't do it if I were you right. guys. I was just like, we weren't having a lot of hope and we had all of our family praying back home and they were like, man, like, you know, we, we, we're going to stick this through and trust in God and then up paying off. So power yeah. prayer is important, man. The power of prayer is bigger yeah. than any other doctor. Yeah, man. Yep. It's, it, it was crazy to see just it play out like that, man. So that, that was just a, a cool story I wanted to share with you guys. Oh, well. dope, I appreciate bro. you sharing that, brother. Nah, for yeah. real, man. It's cool. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad, Shit man. God, yeah, for real, man. God <laughs> is good. Um, but, you know, for you growing up, you know, it's kind of like a cheat sheet because your dad, like you said, played in the NFL, was mm -hmm. a fullback, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, free agent. But, you know, when your dad is a former NFL player, you know, he, he's been through the ins and outs. You know, how was that growing up and the lessons and teachings that he gave you yeah. for you to walk into those footsteps? Yeah, he, he gave me a lot of lessons, man. I mean, my dad was fortunate enough to play with, you know, Larry Fitzgerald, Kurt Warner, Anquan Bolden, like, you know, real dogs, real good people, Tory Hole, Isaac Bruce, you know, a bunch of people. So he was able just to always tell me, like, how they worked and their work ethic and, like, how they approached the game. So at a young age, man, like, I was always trying to do that. I was trying to be like them. I remember seeing Larry Fitzgerald walk out the locker room mm -hmm. just being so excited to meet him and being that little kid running on the field after games, asking for autographs, like, just um, – you know, trying to like soak it all in in that moment. So he was also really hard on me too. Like my dad was always my coach and everyone always, you know, like, Shit. oh, you're the coach's kid. So you take you it easy on you. Play. Like, nah, yeah. like my dad was like cussing me out twice hard on hard. me, like twice as hard, man. Like that might not even be like, Twice as hard might not even be the word for it, man. Like, he was so hard on me. But, I mean, I'm thankful for for this day because, like, he made me play through, like, so many injuries and, like, go through so many tough times of, like, like, I remember when I got, like, my first – or I, w I didn't even have a scholarship offer yet, and I had, like, a bad practice or something. Like, nothing to, like – over complain about but bro he gave me the longest lecture on the way back home like he was like if you think you're gonna if anyone's gonna offer you is you playing or practicing like that and you know it's like you you might not even go to college like you know like just yeah. like digging into me and i was just like pissed in the back seat like man he don't know what he's talking about and then <laughs> i sit there and get my room I'm like nah he's right i really gotta take it up another level right. like i really gotta start being serious about this and like you know the just anytime like he knows me so well so like anytime he sees me like going through something like that like he's always just there for me to give me that word of encouragement of mm -hmm. just like you know to keep keep pushing me so that's, that's amazing he really knows how to fuel you yeah no facts he he really does and he it's <laughs> like he pisses me off to fuel me and he like he always says as a kid he's like i don't know why like that's the only way you respond good like i wish it wasn't but like <laughs> you know like whenever someone talks talks crap to you or like pisses you off like that's when you really turn up and he's like yeah. like i don't know why you like that but you just like that so like i i gotta do it to he you. knows like, what buttons to push yeah, exactly yep. right, like, yep. which is why i like when people talk trash to me like that's why like when i tell him like a db or a defense 
defense, like talking trash to me, would never phase me. Like, it makes me like, all right, like now I'm really I'm about show to go. You. Like, all right, like you shouldn't have did that. Like, so you know, it helped me tap into a different mode. That's so, great, yeah. man. <laughs> um, you know, so much of what we talked about, you know, is Isaiah as you know a human doing, mm -hmm. right? Like you playing football, doing all that stuff. Who's Isaiah, the human being? Like, who? Like, what do you love to do? Yeah. Like. What, like what really drives you aside from football you know like yeah. what do you like how what is isaiah the human being yeah i mean i i'm a big family man man I, I like to go home and i mean me and my wife go on a lot of dates like we're big foodies so we always at different <laughs> restaurants y'all in new york trying, too yeah oh man we love it in new york man just <laughs> trying different restaurants every single time like y'all some some fans will probably definitely see us out you know just trying different places to eat and stuff like that um you know taking our son whether it's swimming or trampoline parks or whatever you know just like spending time with the fam man I, and i got a lot of relatives on my side and she does too so we always got family flying in and visiting i love taking that. them to you know see stuff so you know i just i just try to do that I, i'm a big jokester definitely so <laughs> yeah. i like to talk a lot i like to talk a lot of crap but you know kind of instigate and yeah you know getting people's heads but then you know, that's how i know that you know i'm close with you and that you know i i, I really vibe with you because right you know that that's just type of person that i am so um but you know i i, I try to not like when i'm off the field like you know i'll talk about football like if y'all want to talk about football mm -hmm. but like if not like you know i kind of just I, I like just talk about other stuff you know whether it's that's different cool. sports or just family stuff or just debates or like whatever like yeah. you know so that's what it that's is. super important because like with your career you're always on the go like yeah. during the season you're super busy throughout the week and mm -hmm. then in the off season it's like you're traveling here, you're doing this, yeah, you're doing yeah, that. Yeah. Like the fact that you said, like, I, I just take like time aside to yeah. kind of be with my family. That's yeah. so important. No, I love yeah, to you hear got that. to, you got to get away. Like, I mean, every off day that we have, I try to like do something with my fam or go somewhere, whether it's eating or just like driving with them somewhere, like just to like mm -hmm. get my mind off that real quick and like, all right, let me, you know, shift my focus over here real quick just to refresh myself so I could go back to like locking in like, you know, the next night or next day or something like yeah. that. So, because we sure. talk about it all the time, like, you know, Football is what you do is not who you are. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, so facts. like when you're with your family, like facts. that's the most important thing. Yeah, to my yeah. to, in my opinion, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when you're with your family or the people that care about you, like, you know, everyone looks at you as, you know, Isaiah the football player, but mm -hmm. bro, Isaiah the person, Isaiah yeah. the dad, Isaiah yeah. the family man, you know, the son, like that's what's important. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that I wanna like leave for like a legacy of my kids and everything like that, is just knowing like what you do doesn't define you, you know? And like I know like it's so easy just to let like you know, being like a football star, or celebrity, or this and this, like define you and everything. But like, you don't want to be defined by that, man. In, in my opinion, just because I feel like, again, it just goes back to like riding the highs and lows. Like, if you if you identify yourself as just a football player, like solely, like you gonna live and die by that. So if you do great, hey, you great. If you terrible, then you terrible. Like you know, me, I just. You know, I try to just be like a good guy off the field, you know, like follower of Christ, like just sit here and just family man, like, you know, and just like vibe with people and be a good guy and just like hang out. Like I'm not, I don't act like I'm too cool for anybody, you know, like I'll yes, kick sir. it with whoever, like, you know, and just like, that's the type of person that I want to be, that's the type of person I want my kids to be, you know, and just, um, you know, my kids, kids, everybody. So, you know, that, we that's We need more like people like you in the world, bro. <laughs> for real, for real. We need for real, cause that's true, authentic people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real souls. No, I um, appreciate that. But, you know, just through all the obstacles and adversity that you faced in your life, you know, up until this point, if you could describe your life in one word, what would it be? Or phrase. Or mm. phrase. I mean, I, going back to you, I would just say perseverance, man. Like, I feel like I got it tatted on me right here just because, like... Damn, I didn't even know that. It was just, like, such, like, a, a, a big point. And I got this tatted on me before any of that stuff happened, bro, which is crazy. Like, wow. you know, like, I had been through, like, some stuff, but it was always, like 
you know, a big, a big word and big verse for me, like in the Bible and everything. And I was just like, you know, like, I'm gonna get this out. I mean, then right after I got tapped me, I was getting, I got hurt. I got cut. <laughs> I had the whole baby thing. I'm like, God, God, really? You know, Test I'm, I'm getting tested right <laughs> like, now. Oh, you you want to get that like, tap? You know, I'm going to show but, you. Like, show you know, like, we're just like, hey, like, let's, let's see, you know, if you really going to persevere and hold on. And I just feel like, you know, that's something that I want to teach my kids too. Cause I mean, that's life in general, whether you're a football player or not, man. I mean, doing what you guys do, doing whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's bumps in the road that you guys had, you know, getting mm -hmm. to where you at now, or there might be one in the future. And that's for anybody in any job, you might get fired. You might get, you know, like something crazy just might always happen that you just don't expect. And you're like, dang, like, all right, like, what am I going to do after this? Like, and that's something that I always want to teach my son. It's like, you know, whether you get knocked down, whether it's something happened to you that you can't control, that's not your fault. Like, it's like, all right, like, cool. Like, are you going to sit there and mope about it? Are you going to cry? Are you going to like, man, like this sucks. This shouldn't have happened. Are you like going to get up and just persevere and keep working and keep fighting and working through it? So, you know, that's something that I definitely want to teach my family, you know. So what? Now so, what? Yeah. So, so, what, so yeah. what? Now what? Facts. Um, you know, this show is called The Second Win, right? And mm -hmm. every time we film anyone, we don't want anyone to watch and not take anything away. Like if they didn't listen to it the podcast at all yeah. and they just listened to this last answer i want them to take something away from it so you know for anybody watching that's trying to catch their second win or trying to overcome adversity like all the adversity that you overcame like mm -hmm. your advice for this should hit harder than anything yeah. so what what advice do you have for anyone you know trying to catch their second win or kind of overcome adversity yeah. i mean you know catching a second win you know i would i would tell people that it's never going to be easy. A lot of people, you know, expect it to be easy, you know, get that handout, but it's definitely not just, just keep fighting and take it day by day and just keep persevering. You know, whenever I have a hard day or my wife has a hard day, you know, we tell each other the same thing, like a hey, day by day, like, you know, don't, mm -hmm. don't look too far ahead. You know, you know, every day got enough trouble with his own. So just day by day, keep stacking, keep building. And eventually it's going to pay off. Like that yeah. hard work will show like one day, whether it's in your nine to five job or if it's on the football field, like all them hours that you put in gonna pay off one day. So like, just keep persevering, fighting through it. Like keep, even if it's like, man, I'm at a dead end. I've tried everything. I've tried that. Like, just keep going. Cause I promise like you can't see, but right around that corner, man, it's a huge blessing. And I'm a living testimony of that. Like my baby is, my wife is like everyone. So like, that's just, I mean, I've lived it, man. I've seen it. I've seen it through other people of just like, man, like, just a month ago, they were like this, or a year ago, they're like this, and now look at them, like so much can change in a year. So, I mean, just just keep fighting, man, day by day, and just keep persevering, you know, put your, put your faith and trust in God, have that good support system around you, and just, you know, keep going and never quit. It's a great answer, brother. It's a hell of an answer, that's guys. That's that's we've done a lot of podcasts, that's I don't saying, know. That's a, that's a great, that one might be top two. Like, trumped everybody <laughs> else. Ah, oh, man. No, nah, but, you know, we really appreciate, appreciate you jumping you, on here, yeah, bro. We know, like, like I said before, you super busy, but what you say is going to help a lot of people because that shit yeah. helped yeah, me. me. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sitting here like, damn. Yeah, like, I'm listening to what you're saying, like, bro. You said, like, you know, really, yeah, really helped me. Touched me for real, bro. You know, it really touched bro. me, and I hope, you know, a lot of people watch this and it touches them too. But yeah. anybody watching, like, Comment, subscribe, subscribe. subscribe. Yeah, go tell yeah, your yeah. auntie, go tell your, your pet fish, go you tell your know. uncle, go tell your great great grandma. Subscribe to the Second Win Podcast, man. It's me, Jay Mills, my boy, so, Isaiah yeah, Hodges. So, yeah. Watch out for another great season. Another up, great man. season. And yeah. we got the merch on the way. You know I mean, yes, get ready to get the merch. Yes, but yeah, um, you know what I'm saying? We appreciate the love, Second Win family. We out.